Hey everyone, welcome to Senior Style Guides Real Talk Episode 2. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and today on this episode, we have none other but the incredible Amanda Holloway. For those of you who don't know Amanda, you guys need to head over to Instagram or Facebook, head over to her website, look her up immediately. But she is one of the premier senior photography leaders in the industry and is based in the Woodlands, Texas. Amanda is not only somebody who has really worked to grow her client base and and grow her brand, but is also somebody who works to elevate other photographers within the industry, especially through her workshop, which is renowned, um, which is called the Kitchen Sink Workshop, and is just an incredible behemoth of education for photographers that are getting started or just want to take their business to the next level. She is really a, a person who focuses on client education, working with other photographers to make sure that they are giving their clients the best experience possible, and ultimately works to to grow the industry by providing her education and, and insight insights in for other photographers. I'm super excited to have her join on this episode where we talk everything from senior style closet to getting started, pricing, building that brand initially, and just ultimately her journey as a photographer. Super stoked to bring you guys this episode and can't wait to have you guys as part of the conversation today. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Real Talk. I am Sean Brown and today I'm here with the amazing Amanda Holloway from Amanda Holloway Photography um, out of the Woodlands, Texas. So I'm super stoked to have her on just because she is one of the industry leaders and um, you guys have probably heard her speak or seen her educational guys just because she's simply amazing at providing uh, so many resources for photographers. So I'm super uh, pumped to have her on here today. So welcome to this episode. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. So I think you and I met what, like a year and a half ago or two years. And um, luckily we kind of, we, we clicked. I think we have similar mentalities when it comes to running a, a business. So um, I'm super grateful that you agreed to be on this today. But first, um, kind of give the people a little bit of background, kind of how you got started with photography, how you fell into it, that sort of thing. So I was a juvenile probation officer. I have two degrees, one in criminal justice and one in psychology, which I am currently not using at all. So um, I was a juvenile probation officer and I got pregnant and I had my awesome son and I wanted to take better pictures of him. And before then I had never even, I mean, Kodak disposable cameras were my, my jam. So I had not known anything. And so I slipped down that rabbit hole and it happened really quickly. And, um, and through wanting to take better pictures of him, I learned, you know, how to take better pictures of other people. And I shot everything under the sun and it was all terrible until I got to seniors. And I actually was pretty okay at that. Um, so pretty okay is an understatement, but well, when I started, I mean, it, it, I was all right when I started, it was good. I was like, okay, I can do this. And their friends really liked it too. And so they wanted me to shoot their friends pictures and things like that. And so it just, it was really quick and really just shocking and surprising. And, um, so yeah. And then a couple of years later, cause I still worked full time as a juvenile probation officer as I kind of figured out the business. And, um, then I quit my job and became a photographer full time. And then that's when the party got started. So yeah, it was fast. Yeah, and I think that to say it was fast is like that's 
huge because especially for individuals like yourself where they're coming out of another job where it's a stable income to mm -hmm. photography where it's a little less stable. Um, you were one of the people that kind of really knew what to do starting out. You priced yourself accordingly. You worked on your brand, that sort of thing. So what made you kind of realize, like, what were the steps that you needed to take initially? Like the first thing you're like, oh man, I need to do this to really kind of kick my business into gear. Um, so I'm, because I was working full time and I was a new mom, I knew that my time was really valuable. And, um, I knew that there was a town a little south of me. I'm actually um, based out of Huntsville, but I serve the Woodlands in greater Houston. And um, I knew that there was a town called the Woodlands and um, there was a Facebook page that said, that's not a car show. That's the Woodlands high school parking lot. And I was like, okay. Would right. we all want that for our clients? Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so um, I was like, okay. And then it, cause I knew that I wanted to be paid well for my time because I, you know, was working and I'm a new mom and, um, I said, okay, let's do this. And my personality is the type that, and all my, and you know, and all my friends know when I say, okay, this is going to happen. Everyone's like, all right, hang on, here we go. Like it's, it's going to go down. So, um, it was very much like I made my decision and, um, I got in touch with their cheer coaches and their dance team directors. And I said, look, this is, you know, I'm a photographer and I'm branching out this year and give me some of your girls and see what happens. And, if that was a February, I shot three cheerleaders. Um, and if that was that February, I'd shot 14 of their friends by May. So it just. That's amazing right there. Yeah. Um, but I offered things that nobody else was offering. I was offering airbrush makeup and hairstyling and um, very much three hours. Most of my competition is 90 minutes. And at that point, we're just kind of getting started. And so I knew that I needed to offer something that nobody else was. I watched. Uh, the companies and the brands that my seniors were already consuming. Um, you know, and just to be clear, this is not photography brands. This is like fashion oh, yeah, brands. No. Yep. Yeah. I was watching, you know, they, they don't go to Walmart. They don't go to Forever 21. Um, they're shopping at J. Crew. They're shopping at Free People. They're shopping at higher end brands. Um, so I knew that I needed to be offering something like that. And so that's when I was like, okay, I got to step it up. And ever since then, I've been trying to find ways to step up my game and give them something that, because now everybody is doing airbrush makeup and hair and then everybody's doing this and then everybody, and I'm like, okay, I got to keep going. It's the game. It's, you know, keep, keep on that hustle. So, um, it just, I knew that I needed to give them something that they couldn't get anywhere else. And so I started plugging away and that's how the couture closet was born and just all these different things along the line. But that's how I got in there that you know, I watched the brands that they consume every day and they were all higher end, um, something that not everybody can afford. Um, and almost classic in a way. I thought I needed to be doing all these crazy, like I even took a lighting workshop a long time ago that was like bare bulb flash and shadowy. And I was like, that's not what they want. Yeah. Classic, you know, something that's timeless, <laughs> not super traditional, but kind of modern. And so I knew that I had to kind of dig in and, and, find that for them and, and it has worked really well yeah absolutely I think and you're one of those people that I think kind of identified that really well where you knew what you needed to do to differentiate yourself and then from there I think also it goes down to marketing to both the parent and the senior because you needed to kind of merge both of those worlds and in, in terms of marketing and that sort of thing um, but for those of you you kind of touched on the couture closet a little bit 
what is that for those that might not have seen your like basically walk in beautiful studio closet? Um, if I were, I'm at my home office today, but if we were at my office, I would take my laptop right now and be like, let's go check it out. Okay. That would have been really cool for this interview. <laughs> um, so the couture closet is something that I started, gosh, four years ago, I think four or five years ago. Um, my girls had excellent style, but I wanted to shoot even more put together looks, something very Pinterest worthy, um, almost like editorially styled. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to have the clothes. I'm going to have them and I'm going to have these dresses and I'm going to have these outfits. And if they want to wear those, they can, if they want to wear their own outfits, they can, if they want to put some together, that's fine too. Um, but I knew that I, again, it was something that nobody else was doing. And, um, I had some, and this is, you know, speaking very honestly, I had some competition that were not very nice to me. And so it was kind of my way of saying, okay, here we go. Watch this. And it was just a very like, cause I knew I had wanted to do it and it was after a specific situation and I was like, all right, okay, let's see you copy this. Like I was sick of being copied and I was just like, all right, here we go. So I just kind of did it. And, um, my husband was like, lady, if you bring another dress into this house, cause this was before I even had a, a large studio. Like I, I knew it, I was going to have this and I had, we were contracting out, um, renovation at the studio. And so I had to have all these dresses and these clothes shipped to my house. And my husband was like, listen, mm -mm, no, <laughs> I, if you bring another dress in, that's it. We're over. We're done. <laughs> and, um, and so I was like, okay. So I just started bringing them in during while he was at work. So, <laughs> but, um, but it was just something that I really had wanted to do for a while. And um, nobody down here was doing it. And so I was like, okay. And so, I just, at first I, I remember having a tackle box, like a fishing tackle box yeah. in, um, in the back of my car that had earrings and um, like maybe a jacket or two. And that's and, super classy for Amanda Holloway, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Come over here, lady, and get this fishing tackle. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, but it was, you know, it worked. It, they were like, oh, that is a cute outfit or, oh, that is a cute necklace. or So that's how I started. I had staple pieces and jewelry um and then it just kind of got into that and so but now it's huge it's um it's large and uh you can see it on my website and <clears throat> it got even bigger with this last um, move that we made but it is full of outfits and dresses and jewelry and sunglasses and coats and dusters and anything that these girls would ever want but couldn't get or wouldn't think to put together or, Oh, I've seen that in a magazine and I really love that. I just didn't know how to do it. That is how they can have their like biggest fashion dreams come true for their senior session. Um, and they don't have to buy it. They can just borrow it from the closet and, and go from there. So, yeah. And, and I think that that's something is we all have those clients where they show up and they might have good style. However, when they show up for their photos, all of a sudden it's like, they all want to wear like white tops and you're like, cool, that's all going to look the exact same when I photograph it. So um, you're one of the individuals that really kind of works to educate your clients through materials, the what to wear guide. Um, how did you kind of realize you're like, once the light bulb kind of went off, you're like, I need to educate the clients and kind of tell them what, what I need as a photographer to make their experience what it can be. So, um, 
I'm not a people person at all. I am, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm a huge introvert. Like Amanda won't even let me hug her or anything like that. <laughs> I don't do hugs. I don't even hug my closest. Um, but so talking, I would be on the phone with potential clients and running through the whole thing and it's the same blah, 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 blah. And I would get to the pricing point. And if they didn't have, you know, at, back then my minimum order requirement, my very first minimum order requirement was a thousand dollars. And, um, and if they didn't have the money in their account, it's not, it didn't matter how nice I was or how kind I was or how funny, like it didn't matter. They, they couldn't afford it. And especially me at being such a high price, I was eating into the, the bottom line. I was spending 30 minutes on the phone with potential clients who had never spent any kind of money with me at all for them, for it to be done. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. Um, I was still working full time as a juvenile probation officer. So I didn't have the time to call them back um, for business hours. And I was like, I'm not doing this. So I just decided one day back in 2010, which is insane to me. I said, what if I made like a response magazine of some sort that had my pictures in it because on the phone, they cannot fall in love with your art. They can't, um, they can't, they can't see it. They can't see the faces and they can't hear testimonials from other people on the phone. They, it's literally, you're doing a, a sale and I hate hard selling. <laughs> so I decided, I said, you know, I'm going to put this book together and I remember it, back then my brand was canary yellow and charcoal gray. And I remember seeing like throwbacks to it too. And it's such a change from how your <laughs> brand has evolved. Yeah. And, um, but I put it together and it was so easy for me to just say, Hey, thanks so much for calling. Email me at this and I can give you this really informational piece. Um, that that way I wouldn't have to sit there and be like, oh, that, 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 and go through the whole thing. It was easy on my part and it was easy on their part. Like I could send this, send this piece of information. It had all of my pictures in it. It had behind the scenes in it. It had testimonials in it. And then it had my prices. Um, and they could have that there and they, you know what? Yeah, we really want to do this because look at this amazing stuff. Look at how she does it. Um, that was very important to me. So that was my little first piece. And then the same thing, I would get clients that would book because of it and they'd say, okay, great. What, what now? And they'd have all these questions. I'm like, oh, I hate talking on the phone. I'm just, I'm not very good at it. I stutter. I get nervous. Um, so I thought, what's a way that I can remain very professional, um, and give them everything that they ever asked about or wondered and give it to them in a way that they thought that it was a legit piece of information. So that's when I um, ended up sending out welcome packets and <clears throat> it worked. They, and they would come to me at the session and say, we just feel so prepared and it's so wonderful having all of that information with us. And you know, I had the what to wear guide in there um, because that was a huge piece for that. They felt very prepared and planned for. And, um, and I remember buying a car one time and they had this amazing like magazine to look through and you could see all the pieces. And I was like, this is what I need to do for my clients because you, especially spending so much money, my average sale now is around $6,000. Back then it was $4,000. Um, when you're dropping that kind of cash, you need, 
you want to be 100% educated on the process. And that was my plan for that is, um, was to give them every little piece of information in a professional way, but that I didn't have to sit there and talk and talk and talk and get nervous. And I didn't have to worry about that. And and it it has worked really, really well now. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, for those of you who maybe haven't seen like your engage the client inquiry magazine or the what to wear guys, like Amanda gives this all to photographers too. And it's like, even I use it in my own business and, um, it's absolutely amazing material because it does, it does work. Um, but kind of touching on your sales averages, people are probably hearing those are like, Oh my goodness, I can never make that sort of money. So, um, (laughs) when was the time where you're like, I need to, I need to be charging what I'm worth. Like, this is a huge thing. It's like, you can't be charging $150 for a session and then giving away all the digitals just because it's like, you've ever done the math on that. You need to be a thousand sessions to, to really make a, a livable profit, which just isn't doable. Right. And, well, and my thing is, I always say you can do that. You can, but you're going to hate yeah. your business shortly. Um, and yeah, so for me, so my very first two ordering sessions in the Woodlands, um, I remember, I remember the day I was still working as a juvenile probation officer. They're my first two big ordering sessions after I had shot those cheerleaders. And I told my husband, cause I was making $36,000 a year as a juvenile probation officer. And I was making, I think it was 1500 a month or 2000 a month. Maybe it's that, maybe a thousand. Um, and I said, okay, Trey, my husband, I'm going to bring home $5,000 to total. Cause I wanted my average sale to be 2,500. I was like, I'm doing it. And he was like, okay. Cause he's, you know, I, I remember I told him, I was like, Trey, I'm going to charge $20 for an eight by 10. And he was like, what? You can go to Walmart and get it for 40 cents. He, now he believes back then. He <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to bring home $5,000, 2,500 each. I'm going to do it. You watch. And he was like, okay. So I went down there and, um, the first sale was $4,000 with my first girl. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> And I went to the next one and they also bought the top collection at $4,000. And I remember coming home and I thought, is this what it's like when people are so paranoid that they're going to be, that their car is going to be broken into when they're carrying like a large amount of, it was insane to me because again, I had done that. I spent maybe seven hours on those clients total. So 14 hours total, and I was bringing home what I would have brought home at my job for four months worth of work, eight to five every day. And that was a life-changing night. I remember that. And I came home, and my husband was sitting there on the couch, and he's like, how'd you do? <laughs> and I played. I was like, I didn't do what I thought I was going to do. You know? And he was like, oh. And so I handed him the checks, and he was like, Uh? (laughs) and I said yeah (laughs) and it was was right then and there I was like this is it this is okay here we go and he was just and he just sat there and he just just sat there he still sits there and shakes his head when I bring in um you know the income and he's just like how I was like I don't know (laughs) I don't think any of us really know to be honest no it's just it's insane and so um it, that was, I mean, I just, I knew that I wanted to charge what I was worth. And so those first two ordering sessions that like, I did not, I mean, I had had 
kind of mock ordering sessions in the past where I, <laughs> I show them what the products look like on my laptop screen. I was like, this is an album. Isn't that really pretty? And this, this is a canvas and look at, look at it on this wall on this screen because I didn't even have samples. So, but still, even then I think my first family that I did, they spent $2,600. So I knew that I was on the right track because I did, I was in Facebook groups and online groups where they were like, Oh, $250 sale. And I was like, okay, what am I doing? That's, you know, <clears throat> and it was, and I'm a very visual person. And I was like, I just have to show everybody everything. Like that's, you have to show everybody everything. You have to lay it all out there and say, okay, here it is. Pick what you want because people want to know what they're getting themselves into. They don't want to feel like they're being, you know, bait and switch. They don't want to feel like you're hiding anything. And so you really have to put it all out there. Um, but yeah, so for pricing, it just, I've always charged a good amount of money, but it's so great. The reason I got into photography though, was I had my newborn and, um, I, I was looking at new, this is so embarrassing. I was looking at newborn photographers and I was like, I am not going to spend $2,000 on a newborn session. That is insane. So I was like, I'm going to go get my own camera. And I got my own camera, took the worst newborn pictures in the entire world. He looked dead on a fur blanket. It was awful. Um, but my mom was like, wow, that's really good, Amanda. And I was like, I think it is too. <laughs> and now looking back, I'm like, Oh my God. Um, but yeah, it just, ugh, yeah. It, yeah. So, but it was so funny that I got into photography cause I didn't want to charge high prices and here I am charging um, high prices. I know. But now I get it. It's just, you get it. You're like, Oh, okay. Well, yep. yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, it just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and kind of what's like, what's one piece of advice that you give to people who are maybe on the fence? They're like, I, I don't want, I'm not making as much as I need to right now, but I also don't want to lose all my clients. So I think that's a big fear that people have. So what's kind of the one piece of advice where you could be like, just shake them and kind of be like, you need to like snap out of it. Um, my big piece of advice is stop using pricing as a marketing tool. Yeah. Stop it. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, $99 for this and $199 for that. You are actually using your income as a marketing tool. That is not that you're going to get the worst clients. And it's so interesting to me to see on all of the groups and everything on, online that the people that have the lowest prices are always complaining about the worst clients, things that I'm just like, <gasps> it would never happen. Yeah. You're like, how could it happen? The way that these clients are treating these photographers, that doesn't happen to me and to other, I mean, maybe every once in a while, but it's always, the there's always that one blue moon client, but it's not a consistent yeah. basis. Usually my clients are like, thank you so much as they're writing me a check for 9,000. Like it's just, I have the best clients yeah. ever. And it's because they value photography. They value the brand. They value the experience. And when you're charging $150, you're basically telling people that that's what you're worth. Yeah. And if you truly believe that that's what you're worth, you need to work on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stop using pricing as a marketing tool. You're literally using the money that you pay to put food on the table to lure people in at low prices. And it's just, it's not going to work. And I almost want to tweak that to say, don't use low pricing as a marketing tool, because I even think that you can use 
high prices as an extremely effective marketing tool where you walk into, into say, um, let's say a Best Buy where you have $500 lap or $250 budget laptops and then you have like a $1,000 MacBook Pro and you know that by spending that more money, you're gonna get a, a better quality product, a brand that stands by you in terms of customer support. So I think that even those prices, I don't think like, don't shy away from saying that you're worth what you're worth because I think that there's a, a heuristic, basically a, a thing in psychology where you can basically kind of associate one thing with another and it's and it, that high quality is associated with, with better, or that high price is always associated with high quality. Yeah, and that's that's something I've done in all of my brands. Um, with a workshop, I have the highest priced senior workshop. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know, that's the the kitchen sink workshop. Um, but I mean, but uh, you know, tons of the reviews have been like, "That's it. That's it. That's the number one. You can't get any better." We go to other things, we get pissed off after that. Like, <laughs> it's but it, it, it's because I know the value of the education and same thing in the shop. I have the highest price guides. I don't care because I know that the information's good. I know that it's good education and, um, and that's, what's important. So, because I think sometimes, you know, we buy something and we're like, this is it. Yeah. Crap, you know? And, but, and I, and I knew that when I started something like that, I did not want to have that happen because I was like, no, I want people to be like, yes, this is really good information. It's good education. And, so I think when you know that you have something that you value and that people value, then you need to charge yeah. the right way. I'm not saying jump in at $4,000 sales. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, you know, look at your income. And that's another thing that I think photographers do incorrectly in the beginning is they don't look at what they need as income or their families and then, and then charge their prices accordingly. They're just like, hmm, yeah, 250, that sounds good. I can do that. Or they see someone else doing it online. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And they look super busy. So they're like, oh, they must be doing well. Exactly. And that's what I always tell everybody. Don't, don't. If, even if, I mean, even with me sitting here saying, well, my average sale is $6,000. Well, guess what? If my profit margin is 10%, that kind of sucks. So, you know, don't get discouraged on what you see online um, because all of, I mean, you never know the pieces behind it. You yeah. never know, you know, someone guys like, oh yeah, well my average sale is, and that's something I do with all of my alumni when they come to the workshop. I'm like, okay, well you, you have $1,500 sales, but let's look at your cost of running a business, your income tax bracket, and um, how much of that, like a $1,000 sale or $1,500 sale goes to the product. How much is your profit margin? Um, and then they look at the, the formula on the spreadsheet and they're like, okay, I'm not doing as good as I thought I was. And I was like, that's why all this crap on the internet doesn't matter. You know, don't get discouraged because you never know what their profit margin is, or they may have six kids and that thousand dollars doesn't go nearly as far as it would for you. So it just depends. And yeah, I just, you know, don't get discouraged on that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think the other thing is like, don't get discouraged by, not having a studio because when you started out, you were doing really well and you did not have the studio you have today. Mm -hmm. So it's um, those clients or those photographers where they're like, oh, I need to have an amazing studio to make a lot of money, um, which it's, it's not necessarily true. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles mm -hmm. to, to make a sizable living. No, yeah, my average sale was $4,000 and I didn't have a studio at all. Yeah, um, I love the phrase. I think you always say selling out of your trunk, which basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just, I, 
I would bring everything in in um, portfolio cases, and I felt like an Avon lady. <laughs> um, and I would, you know, take everything to their house and stack all my ordering sessions on the same day and for like 9 a.m., you know, just be in the woodlands until 5 p.m. or 10, sometimes 7 p.m. Um, I hustled my butt off in the beginning, and you have to too, you know. Yep. Um, but, you know, but I would take everything out of my – I was – I was driving the car, the truck that my mom had bought me when I was 15 years old when I started this business. I would go down there in my white Ford Ranger and have my, have like the, the second seat that's this big that people are supposed to fit into, but it's this big and I would put everything in there and I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going down there and I'd go down there in my truck um, that my mom bought me when I was 15. <laughs> and But it didn't matter to them. It, it was, you know, I had a good product and I had, beautiful samples with me and they wanted them in their home. And so that was what was important. Love it. And then we'll kind of wrap up with this last question. What is like one, if you could go back to day one, what's like the one piece of advice or what's the one thing that you would as a business person would do? Oh, gosh, Sean, that's good. Um, take emotion out of it, not out of your work. Um, but out of your dealings with business and people and just guard your heart and just take emotion. Cause I feel like a lot of people get wrapped up with the, the competitive game. Um, and I do too, don't get me wrong, but mine is from a business standpoint. I don't get upset and cry that, Oh, this person, you know, she's doing like, for me, it was like the whole couture closet. I was like, I'm sick of being copied. Business decision, watch this happen. Don't let everything around you consume you um, emotionally because that's when it gets like, that's when it really screws with your mental state. And <clears throat> just, just, it's a business. And I think a lot of photographers, especially women photographers, it's hard for us to keep emotion out of it, but you just have, you have to, because if you don't treat your business like a business, but you treat it like this little emotional ball of income, it's not going to work. It's a business. It is 100% a business. Um, put your emotion into your work, put your emotion into, you know, if you want to start, you know, a nonprofit or, you know, something on the side, <clears throat> helping individuals or, you know, even teens or seniors like Thomas has, um, you know, that that's where you put your emotion. But when it comes to your business and your logistics and your facts and your profit margins, get the emotion out of it. You've got to, or you're just going to bring yourself down. I love it. Awesome. Well, um, I'm going to let you ask one question to the viewers. It can be anything life related, photography related, but in the meantime, if you're joining us for Maybe this is your first episode of Real Talk. Thank you guys for being here. We're putting these out all of 2018 with amazing guest speakers like Amanda. Um, so be sure to, if you're on the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button down below so you guys can stay up to date on all of those as we put out. Or if you're on the Senior Style Guide blog, make sure to leave a comment and, and check up on that as well. Um, and then in the meantime, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you on social media, websites, that sort of thing? So my website is www.amandaholloway.com. Uh, there's a photographer shop in there that if you want to put backslash shop on the end, or you can get it from the menu. Uh, on Instagram, I am Amanda Holloway. And on Snapchat, I am AHP Seniors because someone took Amanda Holloway. And 
that was just rude. But. Well, at least you have a, an uncommon name like Amanda Holloway, whereas I, I think there are 40 million Sean Browns. So yeah. I get real creative with all my handles. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. I'm but, trying to think of anything else. Pinterest, Amanda Holloway, everything Amanda Holloway. And we'll, we'll all link those two down below in the description box if you're on YouTube. So you can just click those. You don't have to search. But I'm sure you're probably like the first search and when they type in Amanda H or anything like that. So <laughs> awesome. No, so what's the one question that you want to ask people? And um, they can answer it down in the comments below. You know what? It's, well, what do you all... Oh, God, this is so hard. Um, what do y'all need the most help with? I think that would be huge because if I can see that and other photographers can see it, that A, you're not the only one, um, but B, you know, <clears throat> it's good for us seasoned, which eight years in the business, I, I don't know if that's seasoned or not. But I would uh, say it is, yeah. Considering most businesses fail in, what, three years? So eight is good. Some people have been out there for decades. Um, but it'll help us realize, you know, what the common threads are and starting up a business and, you know, just what, what are you struggling with? And then maybe we can be able to help you out. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us and taking some time out of your morning or afternoon or whatever time it is in, in Texas to join us on here. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. So thank you so much. And um, until then, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Real Talk. Great. Thank you, Sean. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and, and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit the subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around.